and welcome to a very special edition of the movie podcast. My name is Shabazz and I am joined here by my fellow ghost face, my fellow murderer of the night, my fellow killer, my fellow gut splicer. Uh, I feel like a lot of this now is going into a territory where people are like upset and turning this off. But right. Daniel, Daniel, how are you doing today? I'm gr- I'm good as I can be. I mean, I mean, I was gonna say great, but I, <laughs> were you about to do like a Tony the Tiger thing? Yeah, I'm gr- no. I was just like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. But then I remembered you said my fellow, which means that you are also a of part course. of this as well. Yeah, and then yeah. when you called me Ghostface, it felt a little like like you're attacking me. I'm like, listen, okay, man, the you're sun's white. been gone for a, for a few weeks now <laughs> here in, in London, in, in for Toronto, a bit, and you know. <laughs> so you know, wait for the warmer weather to come. I'll I'll be uh, I'll be better. I'll be back to face for you. Shave face for me oh no i can't say that you can say i can't <laughs> i can say that yeah <laughs> Shay, how, how are you doing, doing though i'm oh, good I'm doing well i'm well now we're now we're completing the sentences which is great oh, we're but two I'm, in sync two in sync i don't like it uh c- cut the recording uh no but i'm doing great <laughs> uh you know i i love that this film is a film that kind of keeps on giving for us right now like scream six has been such a, a great film for us to talk about i mean we had um our quotes featured in the ad we had the Devin Nakoda on our show. We obviously did our review and now we're blessed by the directors and the writers of this movie that we absolutely love and enjoy their work from Ready or Not to Scream 5 and now Scream 6. We're joined by directors Matt Bettinelli Olpin, Tyler Gillett, and writers James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick. So this is this is this is amazing. This is so awesome. And I want to obviously give a huge shout out to the Paramount Home Entertainment team for giving us this opportunity because Scream 6 is now available digitally to own and also to stream on Paramount Plus. Now, I won't be available uh, at home until July 11th. Sorry for physical release is what I meant. So if you are a physical collector, which I know a lot of people still are nowadays, Daniel and I, we are ex physicale collectors so we know the struggle and the pain of waiting for those beautiful boxes we do kind of and, and the wait's even longer now you know it's like even before now so we i would say like we stopped really doing physical collecting which again i i wish we could still like i wish i had the space for it that's the thing I, yeah and i wish i had the patience for it too that's <laughs> yeah. the, that's the other that's the other side of the coin there's a lot of coins but, there's a lot of coins that we're flipping over here and a lot of coins that we would spend on physical media. Um, when we would actually, um, you know, we'd get up early, we'd go to whatever store we're going to future shop, you know, rest in peace. We'd go try and get the exclusive ones. You'd have to be there early. Certain stores would have certain bonus features. I feel like that practice has stopped now too, which is good. Um, but, but what's interesting too, is that like, you know, we'd have it where it's like, okay, it would be on digital like a week early or two weeks early max. And then you'd have the physical release where now, because the theatrical windows are so different on films, uh, we're able to have a movie like Scream kill it literally at the box office all of March. And then now come end of April, you're able to watch it on Paramount Plus. You were able to buy it on iTunes, which is definitely in our wheelhouse. Um, and it's like you could start watching it already, which is great because it just means that the conversation of this movie can continue. And then when you are ready to buy it on physical, July 11th, it's there waiting for you if you want to pick it up too. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I there's there are times definitely where I do miss the physical releases. I mean, we have the last physical release that you know is it's actually a paramount film that i have is babylon uh and then before that i think i bought the criterion of uh, parasite but again it's it's super yeah. few and far between now so there are times where i do miss it there are some films that i love so much that i'm like okay you know what 
I'll still go and buy the physical version of this movie just just to honor it. But again, that's so mm-hmm. super rare and far between. Uh, but digital releases is kind of the way it's been for us for a while now. Yeah, but it, but it, but it's nice. I mean, like the, at the end of the day, it's all about options, right? And all even if you are picking up the physical release, you most likely will get a digital copy with it as well, too. We're going on a big tangent on physical yes, and digital media now. We are. Uh, but but yeah, like honestly, like just going back to like directors, obviously, you know, Matt Batnelli, Open, and Tyler Gillett. Um, what a fun interview. What a fun oh time we had with them. And then getting to talk to, you know, we actually spoke to the writers first. So we spoke to James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, we got to kind of get their perspective of writing this thing. And then we got to talk to the directors. So it's always interesting, the different perspectives and both being a duo, right? And then us being a duo, we getting duo to interview well. these duos. There was a lot of duos happening. A lot of duos. A lot happening. of face-offs. Yeah, a lot of face-offs for sure. A lot of that. A lot of that. Yeah, but we had a fantastic time with them. And, you know, we got to post the question on Reddit as well. And a lot of people wrote in and said, hey, can you ask this? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Why not? That sounds like a good question. <laughs> so, uh, you know, a lot of people are very uh, excited about where the Scream franchise is going. I think Scream fever has never been higher. And I, th- these these folks over here, they're doing a phenomenal job. And I can't wait to see if we do get a Scream 7. You know, I feel like... We should be hearing about it sometime soon. I feel like it's going to happen any day now. Um, but we, I would love to see all these folks come back because I feel like they, they've still got some more left in the chamber. So I'm definitely very excited for that. Any, anything definitely. before we jump to our interviews, Daniel? No, uh, honestly, just, you, you know, the the normal rigmarole, you know, follow us at the rigmarole. movie podcasts, you know, do uh, do all the, the fun social stuff to, you know, see what we're up to, see all the great episodes that we've been releasing. Um, also, while you're on our TikTok, while you're on our Instagram at the movie podcast, look at all of the incredible videos that we've been dropping. We've had some really great ones for Citadel. Um, we have some great ones coming out for, for Blackberry and for Guardians of the Galaxy and just so many incredible um like projects that we've been able to work on that we want to bring you the movie podcast in all different forms as we can right so we have these episodes you could watch this on youtube if you want to as well which is all, which is amazing uh you know we could have the discord going but also let's let's have fun like let's 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 if you want bite-sized versions of all of these episodes go check it out and i really implore you to go check out our um Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3 review, which is out. The film is out this week. Our review is spoiler-free. Um, there's a phenomenal video that Shay cut together um, that kind of encapsulates our thoughts on it. So go watch that and then go listen and watch our reviews because that's probably one of my favorite reviews that we've ever done. Thank you. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. It also is one of my favorites as well. Without further ado, I want to kick it over to our interviews with directors Matt Bettinelli, Open, Tyler Gillett, and writers James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick. We're going to start with the writers first and then hop over to our lovely directors. James, Guy, how are you both doing? Good. It's so nice to really meet you guys. Daniel, I don't want to alarm you. There's someone to your left. Oh <laughs> my goodness! Okay. I'm I'm just the uh, I'm just the looks. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the sex appeal. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Guys, congratulations on everything that you've done with Scream and this year, last year. Like, it's as Scream fans, we've been eating well the last screaming couple. Of years. Well, yeah, I've been screaming well. Yeah, uh, so it's uh, it's wonderful that we're finally able to watch this at home. I hope you're okay. You know, we'll, we'll have plenty of warning when this episode goes live that we could talk spoilers with you guys. Yeah, because um, how could we not at this point? Uh, at this point yeah, <laughs> you know, how could we not? Uh, you know, I got to ask both of you. You know, you worked on Scream uh, from last year, and now we're coming back to work on Scream Six. Was there something that you weren't able to do on last year's Scream that you really wanted to make sure happened this year with Scream 6? 
I think the one first thing that comes to mind is Kirby. Because uh, yeah. we, we, you know, the first thing we did when we uh, got this gig was sit down together and watch the first four movies. And we made kind of wish lists as fans, like, what would we like to see in the next Scream movie? And if we, we if there's only one more Scream movie in existence, what would we, what, what should it be? What would make us happy as fans? And um, we loved Hayden and we loved the character Kirby. And so that was high on the list and it was just an overstuffed movie as it was we had a lot of moving parts a lot of different storylines and characters to follow so it just didn't organically make sense or fit and then in six we were able to do it so i think that that's the main one that comes to mind is we put an easter easy. egg there's an easter egg in five that lets you know yeah. that she survived four but she survived excellent yep. and, yeah uh, were there ever any ideas around you know using more famous new york locations like you know we haven't seen the statue of liberty used in the movie in a very very long time like like a ghost face chase sequence was that ever on the cards <laughs> ghostbusters 2 is the one that pops into my head <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know it's interesting we i sort of we didn't think about really using landmarks as much because we felt it might a it might feel a little cheesy and i think b also we wanted it to kind of be the experience you you have when you go to go to new york city right which is most mm. people it's like yes maybe you go to see a landmark but it's like more often you're going to get to the subway you're going to go into a restaurant you're going to go into a bodega and we wanted it to feel like you know these commonalities of you know like uh, of of life where it's like i remember when i was a kid and would watch horror movies like Friday the 13th never really got me because I never went to empty cabins in the woods. So my brain was like, oh, cool, I'm safe, right? You know, like, because I'm just not going to go to a cabin. But, you know, walking down the street in a city, that's something that, you know, I, I did fairly frequently. So I, I think, Guy, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if um, uh, yeah, we never really, Statue of Liberty, Empire State Building, we kind of didn't, you know. I don't think so. No, I think we just landed immediately on, you know, subway um tall build you know like falling from a great height uh bodega stuff yeah. like that and you know the college campus stuff um but no i don't think i don't think we ever talked about landmarks in that sense i mean we do have the the scene with the um when when tara and sam are trying to you know get ghostface on the phone to track him that's supposed to be central park central park so i yeah, think we, we, we did talk about central park and and we were able to work that in um and otherwise i, I don't think so I do appreciate that because there's an authenticity to it like you're describing that you know you're you're not using the city as a gimmick it's really there to be a more true to life experience so when you have all these moments occurring in this movie you have all these different deaths and all these different ghost faces running around how do you decide which ghost face is the one doing which killing i know sometimes it might seem pretty obvious but sometimes it can kind of go both ways it's kind of process of elimination it's 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 really like okay who who can it absolutely not be yeah. Uh, and then who's left? <laughs> so, you know, for example, in the uh, in the apartment attack, you know, uh, Quinn has to fake her death there. So it can't be her. Uh, mm -hmm. So that leaves uh, her father, uh, Detective Bailey or Ethan. Um, oh, this is spoiler. OK, I, I got yes. confused there for a second. I was like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> blow something? Uh, no. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it could it could be either. And I think uh, we, we could make a case for either there. Uh, but, yeah, I think we just kind of go who makes the most sense and then a little bit like what is the what is the flavor of this kill yeah. and whose personality fits that the best and can we make that gel yeah it's it's funny you say what, what flavor is the kill because you know we you know we're uh as fellow canadians we we've gotten to speak with devin Dakota a couple times and oh cool She's you great. guys uh you guys did her pretty dirty in this film that was uh oh, that was a pretty horrible <laughs> 
Not <laughs> you know, the first time I, I was actually on set for a couple of weeks, and the first time I met her, she was wearing the prosthetic, having just uh, ah, her ah. character having just caranged off of the <laughs> off of the dumpster. Oh, and I was God. like, oh, hi, hi, Devin, really sorry about the whole, you know. And she was just like, <laughs> it's all good. She was so happy, and it, it, yeah. she's, she, she's wonderful. We love her. You know, it's it's funny when when you see that balance because I think there's such a visceral reaction when you when you see something like that, and you know, no one is safe in these films, but when you I think when Scream could still be surprising us after all of these years, uh, it's such a testament to the work that you guys are doing. Do you ever feel like you have to one up what you've done before, or do you think this is, is story first, is a character first for you guys? I think it's I think it's both. I think story first and character first is always kind of the the we try and stay just kind of like what's the best what's the best thing for this particular story and and this particular movie as opposed to oh we're going to set this up for the like we don't we don't do any of that. We're really just about giving you a full meal in in the movie. So it's story first and and but also acknowledging that you know we're huge fans of this franchise even before we got involved in it and we we're making this in our heads for people who are huge fans of the franchise and going into the sixth installment how can we kind of weaponize the knowledge of everything that came before that you have as fans and use that to surprise you right so doing three ghost faces for the first time was definitely something that we were super super excited about Having the, you know, the um, the fall from the great height was something you're super excited. And and also, I think it, it's a, it's a, it's a it's such a credit to Devin and it's such a credit to these actors who can make you. I mean, I don't know the how many minutes that she's on screen in the movie, but it's not a ton and you care about her. And it, yeah. it the death hurts because of that. And it's 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 always so funny because sometimes I hear like you guys didn't kill enough people. Also, how dare you kill Devin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never like, win. Wait a minute. I, yeah. Never win. But I, I win. think we 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 want all of it. You sort of we want Scream has always felt like to me, and one of the reasons I fell in love with it is a franchise where you get to have your cake and eat it too. Kevin's original movie literally tells you. You, I'm going to do a magic trick. Here are the rules to the magic trick. I'm going to do the magic trick in front of you, and I'm still going to fool you. And and it's and it's amazing. So I think that's the idea of trying to do both, top what came before, and just tell a great story is baked into the DNA of it. I love it. Uh, James Guy, both of you, thank you so much for this film. We are so excited now to be able to rewatch it all we want at home. Over and over again. Yeah. And awesome. I hope we get to talk to you, both of you guys again um, down the road. Thank you again, and have thank a great you. day. Amazing. Thank Pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. See you. Hi, Matt and Tyler. How are you guys doing? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How about you? We are great. great. Yeah. yeah, we're so great. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing your time with us today on the movie podcast. We are such huge fans of your work, and we absolutely love this movie. Like, love it to death. Yeah, we have oh, not stopped thinking yeah. about it since watching it. We absolutely adore it. So we're so happy that it's finally out for us to keep watching and obsessing over at home now. Oh man, that means so much. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just want to cool. You know, it can be rewatched. It's always a yeah, goal. Yeah, uh, I'm just curious. You guys are cool to talk spoilers today. Uh, we were going to give our audience plenty oh, yeah. of warning. That's cool. This yeah. must be nice for you guys to finally be able to just yes, not All hold right. anything back, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love it. You know the the opening sequence in this movie. We found it so interesting and unique and it's easily our favorite out of all the films you know what was the process behind immediately kind of revealing that ghost face killer because that moment right when you kind of pause on the face i was like are they going to show who the face is and you did and I'm, I'm wondering what was the process behind that i mean it's the first like big twist in the movie right and i it, we had the same experience reading the script for the first time that we hope people have watching it that moment of wait a minute this isn't this is familiar, but it's it's done the opposite of what I expect it to do. And I think that um, 
you know, I think one of the things that we really wanted to aim for there is achieving something that, you know, if you're a fan of, if you're a fan of the screen movies and you know the formula that you automatically as an audience member know that something is off in that moment. But also if you're not familiar, the sort of strange, the strangeness of living in the aftermath of something when typically the trope of these movies is that you cut you cut away, right? You cut away from that moment and you move the story forward. And we we just really loved the moment of holding on that character, just breathing and kind of coming down from the high of that act uh, in in as real time as possible. We we just we loved that as a as a flavor that you haven't really seen in these movie movies before. And then of course the sort of following moments after the mask is taken off. I think one of the things that was so exciting to us in the in the script was this idea that wait are we following the killer is this whole movie gonna gonna take us through the story in a different point of view and then sort of the fun of how long can we live in that lie you know how long can we <laughs> in the in that weird sort of truth of what the movie is before we get then get to flip it on its head again and and you know i think that it's just such a high bar, the opening of a screen movie, right? It's a movie within the movie. And obviously I think we, we covet all of those openings in the, you know, in the franchise to such a significant degree. I mean, if the bar is so high and um, that, but that on the page that this opening on the page was just, it was such a thrilling, such a thrilling read. Absolutely. Yeah, it really was. And I think just already like just subverting our expectations, um, is, is one thing but also setting this one in new york and you know we were just talking with with james with guy and you know and why uh they Hate wanted to they're the worst right god <laughs> that interview <laughs> you know just, i guess just shaking things up and taking things to new york was there something that you guys were able to do in this film that you wanted to do last time with it when you did scream uh in 2021 what was it what was it like for you guys to you know be able to take the reins and do something new with taking it to new york but hopefully doing something that you haven't done before. I think two of the big things that are kind of like parallel paths that we were able to do in this movie that we hadn't been able to do uh, in Scream 5 for a myriad of reasons. Why one was the characters, we got to really just focus on, you know, the core four and really kind of build out those characters in a way so they hopefully become fully formed characters that people love and don't want to see die. And you know, watching that come to life was so exciting. And then the other thing was other end of the other end of the movie thing was these giant set pieces, you know, in Scream 5, part partially because of the way we were shooting and with COVID and everything, it was like the set pieces had to be designed to what we had, which was a really fun process. You know, like I think one of our favorite things that we've done is the, the when Dylan um, Wes Hicks gets killed and it's just like a slow walk and you're like, how long are they going to make me sit in this? And how many doors is it going to open? And Oh my uh, God. And that was really fun. And that was like, yeah, that's just, you know, Dylan in a house and like nothing else. And so you're like, that's fun. We can do that. And then in this one, we were like, but what if there were hundreds of people on a subway dressed up like ghost face, you know? So it's uh, like, this is the other hmm. end of that. And, you know, a good example is like the latter sequence. We read it. It was basically, a, you know, same idea, and then we went through a million things in, produ in pre-production to kind of change it and make it more shootable. And at the end of the day, we were like, or we could just do the latter. Like that felt <laughs> pretty great. Let's do that. And so we just reverted it at the last minute and it's, you know, become one of our favorite sequences. But yeah, these big set pieces and then also the characters. I think those are the two things we really got to focus on in this. Definitely. 
Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of that latter sequence, we've had the pleasure of speaking with Devin Nakoda a few times on the show. We absolutely love oh, her. Yeah. Yep. Fellow She's Canadian. Devin. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we're wondering. You guys uh, you guys gave her a pretty gruesome death. That was, uh, do yeah, you hate uh-huh. Canadians, by the way? Just want yeah. to clear that up. Killed a lot of Canadians, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> we love them dearly. By the way, our, our editor, very much alive, also a Canadian. Oh, that's good. Good. good that he's alive that's good, good that he's alive that's good yeah um, but yeah what a, what a sequence i was wondering can you guys like when you're planning a sequence like that and i guess with a series like scream where there's a lot of laughs to be had but there's a, a lot of serious and i think this one especially there's some of the most uh i think this ghost face is the most brutal ghost face that we've seen in the in the series so far um how do you balance you know having a ghost face that could do these kills but also like you have a motive that you could hopefully or maybe try and reason with towards the end of the film and all is revealed. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that the sort of thing that we try to achieve, and I, it, I think it's it's a little bit in our muscle memory because of the screen movies is, you know, these sequences are always so effective. And I think it's kind of what what scream has always done really well is the the stacking of of obstacles and that ladder sequence in particular was was one that felt like um maybe maybe the most in the in this movie has that sort of dna in it that it's it's an apartment attack and then it's you know log getting locked in a in a bedroom and then it's oh shit the jack and jill bedroom uh, bathroom door is open gotta close that ghostface has another another entrance and then you know, you're up high and the ladder and then the kicking down of the of the door. And I mean, all of those things sort of escalating on on the trash can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Special <laughs> guest. <laughs> yes, exactly. Featuring <laughs> a special special appearance by the dumpster. Um, <laughs> but I think that, you know, the stacking of the stacking of obstacles was something that was just really really thrilling and very New York specific. Right. That 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 set piece in particular we we wanted to make sure that you know those things those moments felt like they really belonged in new york right that that was a flavor that was very specific to the location of the movie and then i think once you've dialed once you've dialed the kind of brutality and the tension up it's really easy to it's a lot easier to kind of release it with those character moments you know the the say something more positive that that is so good like that that immediately it still feels very much in the energy of the scene but it's this little moment of humanity that that just reminds you like no guys like we're in we're in a heightened we're in a bit of a heightened reality like we're in we're in a screen movie um yeah and those those ingredients are super important for us and and to us i think that we talk a lot about how when the when screen movies are at their best they're really scary but they're never cruel and it's a it's a it's a sort of hard distinction to make because of course ghostface is really cruel and does terrible things but um it's those moments where the characters kind of pop through that that noise and brutality we think that gives it that texture that that reminds you that you're you're in a movie and you're having you're having a great time despite how terrible and horrible <laughs> what's playing out on screen is Absolutely. You know, we, we'd love to see you guys come back for a Scream 7. And obviously, you know, you you be, you've been behind it. Are there any actors or actresses you'd love to kind of see down the road come come back or or be, be brand new to the series? Can we get Samara back? Samara would be great. She only got oh. 10 minutes. I know. That'd be awesome. Out of nowhere. How many times? Eight times? She's fine. 
Yeah, of course. She'll get right back up. She'll recover from that. How long did we actually see her dead there? I don't think enough. (laughs) The paramedics were around the corner. Don't worry. It's New York. It happens all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm joking, but I'm not. You know, I think, I think, I think, I mean, there's, I, I, we could spend hours talking about the actors we'd love to work with and, and the characters, you know, I mean, we joked all the time that there's a little Parker Posey shout out in this movie. I don't know. If, yeah. That's one that people haven't really caught. It's on the yeah. marquee. Yeah. Uh, the retrospective. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot, but one of our favorite things about Scream is this, it's the heightened reality that Tyler was just talking about. Like, you can have Heather Matarazzo. We love her so much. She oh, was, she was such, it was such a short amount of time we got to spend with her on five and it just wasn't, wasn't enough. We've gotten to know her a little bit, of course, off, you know, post, post the release of that movie. And she's just the best. <laughs> the she best. came into that scene, was like, knocked it out of the park. It was like, and I'm leaving. We were like, wow, you just <laughs> all the way out here did that one scene. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I love that. Amazing. Well, again, guys, thank you so much for taking your time with us today. I do want to say that that the double knife swipe scene in this movie, by the way, sent us just running through the theater. It's one of the coolest moments in the Scream franchise. So thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for taking your time with us today as well. Thank, thank you, you. Really appreciate it. Pleasure. I'll Devin, hi. Next time you have a run. We will. Take care. Bye. And we're back. Wow. What a fun and just absolutely I kind of like an off the cuff interview I feel like we just yes. had a great time with them as if we were just sitting around a table having drinks that's kind of what it felt like what about you Daniel it definitely felt like that because I think anytime we get to just like you know obviously we have our questions that we'll go into stuff with but it felt very much like we're just like going in and just like just just having a good time with them and talking and just like having great vibes with one another and i think you know getting to talk to them about devin nakoda who obviously we love here on the show um who yeah guess what died horrifically in oh scream god. six oh my so, god so yeah. uh, getting to talk to both you know the writer's perspective of that and also the director's perspective of that i think was really really fun so yeah what a great time like just what a great what a great bunch of people that it's one of those things that like I, I go back to, you know, when we first started falling in love with like Phil Orton and Chris Miller and it's like, whatever they do next, you know, we're first in line for, and that is 100% the case with Matt and Tyler and with James and with guy, like whatever you guys do next, we are there for you. We are there to support. And if you ever get a chance, look up their IMDb because they have written and directed some of the most amazing projects that you kind of like, have. like for example, James, one of the writers for, for Zodiac, like that's insane. Yeah, no big deal. You know, no I wish deal. we got to talk to him about that. You know, I we, know. we were getting we were getting the cues like, hey, start wrapping up. I'm like, damn it, yeah. we want to talk about Zodiac with you. But uh, like, wow. Who is the killer? Uh, guys, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, you watch the movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that, that was an awesome time. We had a great time with them. So super, super grateful for, again, Paramount Home Entertainment Team for allowing us this opportunity. Of course, Scream 6 is available now digitally to own and stream on Paramount+. Plus. It will be available physically Basically, July 11th of this year. So go out, buy the movie, whichever way you can, or stream it on Paramount Plus because there's some awesome, awesome kills and thrills in this movie. And, you know, we absolutely loved it here. Check out our review if you haven't already because we had a great time with that. And, of course, check out our interview with Devin Nakoda. We've spoken to her twice on this show. Once yeah, for a movie Devin Nakoda. Sneakerella, Scream, yeah. but we also, you know, we've had other members of the Scream we've cast. We've had other members too. of the cast. So we've had, now watching, when I, when I was re-watching the movie this week, and I was like, man, like, you know, we had 
writers from this movie. We had the directors. We had Tony Revolori. Yep. We had Josh Shigera. We yep. had Devin Nakoda. And then Jack we had Champion. Jack Champion. Like, that's wild. I feel like we probably had like one more that I feel like I'm forgetting about right now. But who that's knows? Possible. Maybe down the road, we'll see what happens. I but just again, think that it means that like means that we should be killed in an upcoming scream film look i think you're that's a dream saying the right things here and i think these things need to happen so if anyone from paramount is listening let us die in the next film like we don't have to be a big part either we could just be two dudes on a podcast and then like ghostface bursts through our door yeah and just murders us a knife pops out through the microphone who has this feature or i'm talking into a knife (laughs) <laughs> oh, talking to my final words. Yeah. You know, final. <laughs> yeah. I go to Jack that was this time, way. and we'll see you. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Of course, we are the movie podcast. You can follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Make sure you leave us a comment, leave us a review, give us five stars if you can. If you're watching us on YouTube as well, leave us a thumbs up, subscribe to us as well, and leave us a comment there. We really, really appreciate it. It costs you absolutely nothing to do that. And out of the goodness of your heart, it really helps our show out so thank you so much for all that you have done for us because this is all that we can do for you is just our voices that was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next